three, two, one. Daybreaks and aches. I'll be running when my feet hit the ground. Welcome to From One Mom to Another with Cindy Anderson. I subscribe to the belief that women need women. As a mother of seven, she is versed in all aspects of the triumphs, joys, and challenges of parenting. Tap into your own strengths and trust that you are the best mother your children ever had. And give yourself some credit. Take some time to breathe. You are doing better than you think. Now here's Cindy. You are all doing better than you think. Welcome everyone to this week's episode of One Mom to Another. This week, Stephanie and I are going to explore the dangers of women using a worldly construct to determine how they think they are doing as mothers. We want to talk about the misconceptions around what we as women think makes a successful mother and how we can reframe our way of thinking. I want to start off by telling you about the time that I shut the day down. It was a summer day. Everybody got up on the wrong side of the bed, uh, including myself. I was impatient with my kids. They were impatient with me. No one liked any of the meals that I had made. And around about 5 or 5.30 after dinner, someone said something that was the last straw. I called all my kids around and I announced that the day was over. We were shutting it down and all going to bed. You could imagine their reaction. They, what? I said, you're going to bed. And they said, you know, what does that mean? Do we get our pajamas on? Yes, you get your pajamas on. Do we brush our teeth? If you're quick. But everyone, including myself, got on our pajamas and we went into bed. Okay, I remember that day. And what I mostly remember is staring out my bedroom window, (laughs) sitting there in my pajamas, staring at the whole neighborhood still outside. (laughs) It was was so bright outside. Like, there wasn't even a hint of dusk. It was was summer, so there was probably three or four hours left of daylight left, yes. Okay, but I swear I heard a mom yell lunch was ready to her kid. (laughs) So I don't want to be controversial, but I... I would like to clarify that I think it may have been earlier than five o'clock. There was an ice cream truck circling the <laughs> But Look, it was five o'clock and that's my story. <laughs> but I will say, you know, having survived the great bedtime shutdown of eighty nine, as a mom now, I appreciate the genius of that move and I have <laughs> employed that same tactic on multiple occasions with my own kids. Uh, And I thought to myself, my mom's a genius. Well, I I think I've been telling you that for years. Um, (laughs) And although I am thankful that now you see the genius of my ways, I use that day to determine my value or measurement as a mother. I went to bed that night feeling the day was a failure and that I had failed. The world loves to measure. Right now in our daily lives in 2020, we are measuring what coronavirus stats, earthquakes, the size of meteors passing by the earth. Um, There are many ways we use to measure or figure out the worth of something. A couple examples of the kind of constructs we use um, might be, the first one might be comparison. We love to compare, determine what something is or isn't by setting it against an ideal or a fixed object. And secondly, we like to use qualifiers to determine if something is good or bad, pass or fail, Unfortunately, we use these same techniques to determine our stats as a mother. This past week, we compared the meteor that passed by Earth. According to Google, it was the size of a football field. 
we do the same things when it comes to comparing ourselves. One of the places we use to compare ourselves or determine our success is on social media. When we approach our social platforms with a motivation to compare, we often compare our worst to what we perceive as examples of perfection. I mean, they must be perfect, right? We conclude that because they have a picture to prove it. The problem is that we are not able to make an appropriate comparison. When you say a meteor is the size of a football field, it is a clear and concise picture. You have an accurate picture of both the meteor and the football field. Um, But when we compare ourselves to someone else, the assumption that we are or should be the same is erroneous. We have different personalities and skills. The comparison causes us to draw conclusions about ourselves and someone else that may not be accurate. And so our comparison will never reveal a true measure. And motherhood without measurement means that we will all do things in our own way. Instead of looking at someone's post as an affirmation or a failure, look at it as a celebration of their unique talents and skills. You know, one time I went to a play date when my kids were a little bit younger and um, there was a woman there who was, you know, friends of a friend that I didn't know very well. And my friend really wanted to highlight this woman's amazing ability to create these amazing birthday parties for her children, like from scratch. Oh, wow. Doing us pictures. And these were Pinterest worthy pictures that she created on her own. They were amazing. After they got done showing us the pictures, um, this woman started to apologize for Mm. being what the cool kids say, um, extra. (laughs) And I remember being really struck by the fact that she was apologizing and it really got me thinking. And I kind of learned three lessons from that experience. You know, first, I feel like it is totally okay to post things that we're proud of, that no one should have to apologize for posting, you know, um, on, on social media, things that really mean a lot to them. Right. And number two, I think we should really cheer for those who work hard, you know, embrace their talents and create and and celebrate their efforts with them, that we shouldn't feel less because of it. Um, right. And then the third thing I learned was not to compare your um, joys. So I do not love throwing birthday parties for my children of any kind, extravagant or simple. <laughs> I literally pay my children to not throw a birthday party. <laughs> they just take the cash instead. But smart children. If I were to go on to social media and look at all these pictures of beautiful birthday parties, and if that was what I felt like I had to compare myself to, I would feel like a failure with every single picture. But I realized in that conversation with this woman birthday parties aren't my joy. So I, right. I don't need to um, worry that I don't have that same drive or skill or, or, or talent. Right, right. That That's right. And um, I think one thing that will maybe will help us to stop comparing ourselves to others is the realization, tagging on to what you're saying, that women can be happy for each other and nurture in our own ways. Some nurture with fun, some, you know, or, or experiences. 
Others nurture with food, the meals that they make. Some, like you're talking about, love to put together a big party. And others are more quiet nurturers. Maybe they nurture with books or science or music. The point is, is that we are all different and we cannot compare ourselves to somebody else because there is no equal measure um, in our, it be, because of our differences. So let's, let's talk about the other ways that, we, that I talked about um, using qualifiers to determine a pass-fail or a, a good or bad. For instance, there's a stereotypical mom who brags about their son or daughter being a lawyer or a doctor, um, as if their chosen profession reflects on their good mothering, whereas the mother whose son or daughter has been arrested or can't hold a job also reflects on the on their mothering. Neither is true. Um, there is no qualifier in motherhood. You know, I... I'm just starting to get to the point in my motherhood journey where I'm learning that really the best thing that I really can do for my children is to unconditionally love them. I mean, I work hard to help them set, you know, good expectations for their lives and teach them to be good citizens. But really, you know, at the end of the day, what I truly want for my kids to know is that they are loved and i feel like that is kind of finally understanding how to mother free from qualifiers yeah that's right that's um and and i think it's really i just want to add there that we all have our own circumstances in which we mother with our unique with, with and we all have our own unique struggles so there's never going to be one metric system that works for all of us so let's talk about how we reframe our measure of success as mothers. Keeping an eye on the bigger picture, motherhood does not come down to one day. I thought I had scarred my kids for life the day I sent us all to bed. But after asking all the children about that day, the older ones like Stephanie had some funny takeaway with a better understanding as they became parents, and the rest were too young when it happened and they have no memory of it. So keeping the big picture in mind allows us to trust our, our, in ourselves, Trust in time, trust our children, and most of all, trust in a good night's sleep and be ready to try again. You know, Rich would often take the kids up to the Uintas camping. The Uintas are in Utah. And uh, one of their favorite activities was to climb up the mountains. These were mountains that were made of rock. And, um, and not just rock, I mean, big, huge, like boulders, like serious rocks. Um, it took working together to get everyone up to the top after they... Uh, did that, those that got to the top sooner would come down and help those that were still struggling and struggling and show them you know better ways up. Um, once they had got everybody up to the top and they had come down, they would tell their tales of adventure, bragging about, bragging about their scrapes and bruises, their slips and falls were adventures unto themselves. Um, and when they and when they got to the top, those same slips and falls were not compared and tossed out as failures. Um, as we work through the learning curve, the stumbles and falls, just like climbing the mountain, um, are not statements of inadequacies, but hallmarks of trying and progress. And just as the kids all helped each other with the climb, instead of measuring ourselves to others, we can offer and help and accept help along the way. Okay, so let's talk about some examples of what I mean. And why isn't 
Um, I talk about measuring upward movement. Um, and, and so why isn't that just another metric? And I, I want to say, although motherhood on its own cannot be put into a worldly construct of measurement, it would be wrong to think that we would never need any room for improvement, education, or emphasis on the how and why we teach our children. Just as damaging as it is to feel like every day you fail, it is also damaging to not embrace opportunities for improvement. I would also say another danger, though, would be to equate having room for improvement uh, with failure. Needing to improve, it just it means we're human, not bad moms. Right. You know, as parents, we, we want to parent in a way that we feel good about. And so I think then we need to have, you know, honest conversations with ourselves, you know, about what we struggle with. And um, then we set goals to improve. And I think trying to improve should be equated with bravery and strength and love. Right, right. Maybe we do yell too much. Maybe we have circumstances with our children that take some additional learning. As we work through that learning curve, we will stumble and fall. And the key to climbing that mountain um, is that those falls and stumbles are not statements of inadequacies, but hallmarks of trying and progress. And yes, and it does take bravery and love. I think that's a really great way to phrase that. Uh, I think the key is to reframe our measure of success, focusing on the upward movement, goals, and purpose that you have for your family without the self-deprecating judgments along the way. You know, and I think when we um, kind of hearkening back to our talk about the social media and comparing joys, then when we stop mm -hmm. comparing what gives one person joy to another and finding confidence and comfort in that, then we can really focus on what actually matters to us as a parent. I am a huge lecturer. I love to lecture my kids. I've got a lecture for almost every topic. And I started noticing that um, these lectures were not quite so effective. And I kept thinking, why are they still misbehaving? My lecture was amazing. <laughs> like I said some really intelligent things and yet here we are still haven't had the same lectures. Um, I actually took a parenting class and something that they stressed was children respond better when they feel listened to, when they have input on uh, how a problem gets resolved, they become and when they get become part of the solution. Right. I have been working really hard <laughs> to listen to my children and to do a whole lot less talking. And so that's been my new goal, and it's been really hard. Uh, but that has become my focus as a parent that required a very honest conversation with myself and some new goals being set. Yeah, and I think I like the way you said that's become my focus. And I think this is really what I'm trying to say, too, is that uh, that upward movement, we, it, it is not a, a perfection. It's just, are we moving? And Right, right. Um, if we stumble or fall and need some help, you know, you took a parenting class, um, then that then that's what we need to do and and we can we can do that and not have it be a mark against our ability to mother right going no, back to the oh, i'm sorry go ahead there is no stigma in having room to improve where we are just trying to be you know better parents 
that that's right that's right and so that's that's what i mean by that upward movement uh we have our goals we have our focus um we we accept help along the way maybe we find somebody along the way maybe once we've gone through something um that we can turn around and help somebody else uh, I, I have a lot of children that have anxiety issues and i had to really learn how to how to parent differently and then um i would come across friends who were then starting to deal with those issues and i was able to turn around and help them and others you know as like others helped me and i i think that's you know the key here as mm-hmm. women and and mothers to set aside the self judgment set aside some sort of picture that we see for ourselves or we think that we're supposed to be or supposed to do and um and accept that and create this community of women with strengths and skills and talents that help all of us you know get up that mountain the only way to be the best mother you can be is to be yourself offer yourself to your children to others and be supportive of other mothers who do things differently than you do if we are not measuring ourselves by comparison or qualifiers, we can mother with a new perspective. In my book, I talk about creating your own personal one-of-a-kind yardstick, using your own talents and superpowers, making your own personal family goals, um, allowing yourself some grace and continually moving up the hill towards those, those goals. From all of that, I would like to emphasize a couple of those points that I make in, in my book. The first one is family focus. What do you as a mother or parent want to accomplish? Uh, Every family is different, right? We've got families that are all about sports or families about music, families that love to play board games, reading, puzzles. Um, Every family, including our own, uh, that I've known has inside jokes that no one outside the family think are funny. Uh, Some kind of bad for in-laws when they first get into our family. Right. Because unless you have seen Clue or Galaxy Quest about a thousand times. Right. You, you kind of won't understand about half of our conversation. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is right. And I, I think that's one of the fun things about families are those inside jokes and those things that, that other people don't, that don't get. Um, but we get them in the end. Eventually they, they think we're <laughs> as funny as we think we are, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, so, uh, some of your goals and emphasis are going to sur- are going to surround those interests, and you ask yourself, what is our family going to be about, and and then put those put those goals together. You know, and um, I would um, take a minute to to put a plug in for the idea of involving your children in that conversation. Right. Yeah. Yes. Our, you know, our little guys, they have lots of opinions about their day and what, you know, they want to spend family time doing. And I think it's a great opportunity to let them weigh in and feel like they have emphasis and input in what's, you know, what your family is about. That's right. And and just like when you, you know, uh, when you think of an idea and you create this and you make a plan, you're, you're all in. When you include your kids, they're all in too, right? I mean, that's, Absolutely. you know, that that's really... Uh, that, that's, a, that's a great idea and a great point. Um, and then another, another way to um, mother with a new perspective is, you know, what's important to you? 
what will we let go and what will we fight for? What lessons do you do we want to teach? Uh, want our children to learn? Um, what and how will we teach our children? And how will we discipline? Um, and, and in answer to some of these questions, Rich, my husband, and I made some goals. And one of which was that we wanted to make sure that our children felt loved and safe in our home. And one of the ways I decided to try to accomplish that is that uh, I wanted them each morning to start with a smile and each day to end with a smile. And um, with my kids feeling loved, that I love them. So I would greet them every morning with a with a um, a smile and often with a silly silly song. Now the kids they didn't they they didn't really appreciate. They said sometimes my uh, silly songs at five thirty in the morning, but I think they really loved them. I start playing. Um, I have the tiger for some of my kids to get them out of bed in the morning. <laughs> And they think I'm insane, but I, you know, yeah. I'm feeling pretty pumped three, three yeah. minutes into that, into that experience. So, yeah. Okay. And, you know, they grew up like, like we talked about before, they grow up and they'll see the genius of our ways. So, <laughs> uh, you know, um, and then at the end of the, each day, I just made sure we read a story, sing a song, said our prayers and tucked them into bed. Um. And regardless of what happened between the morning and the evening, if I did those two things, um, I had accomplished my goal. Did I ever feel, fall short? Sure. I mean, the day I shut the day down, nobody went to bed with a song and a, and a story. Um, but I did, I, I did what I did according to my personality and was striving, always striving uh, to accomplish it more days than not. If something is important to us and we aren't just doing it the way uh, someone else does or because someone else is doing it, it's so much easier to accomplish. It's so much easier to make it a natural part of our day and become part of our routine. I'm a morning person and I like the quiet of the house with all the kids safely tucked into their beds. And so this was me and part of who I am and I did it according to my personality. And then I will say last, but certainly not least, your plans, your goals must be adaptable. No other example could be better of this concept than the one that we are in right now. Stephanie, you are in the thick of it right now with your children. Yeah, so the goals I had at the beginning of March look absolutely nothing like yeah. the goals yeah. I have or I had in May. Like we went from you know, we're going to thrive to, we got to survive. Right. <laughs> Real fast. Right. Yeah. And you had a senior. And so her, her year didn't go as planned. Right. Right. Um, right. We had to dig deep and figure out what our new family goals, our new normal was going to look like. We had to get creative about how we were going to you know, compensate for some of these, you know, losses of things that my kids were looking forward to, like graduation ceremonies and proms. And, you know, mm -hmm. so a lot of it just took some resilience, realizing that, you know, hey, this, these kinds of things happen in life. But, you know, a lot of it was sitting down together and saying, what are we, what are we going to do as a family to make this time, you know, be positive? And right. once, once again, including those kids in that, yeah. in those decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. 
Yeah, that, I think that the ability to adapt your plan to the circumstances around you will be is key in our ability to keep moving up that mountain. Um, you know, my instinct when life gets out of control or changes, what I try to do is exert more control, right? Like if things are spiraling out of control, so I t- try to tighten it in <laughs> a little a little tighter, trying to somehow... I just squeeze harder. I can That's right. This. If I just hold tight enough, yeah, this will work out. But um, if we do this, we, we break. It, it's, it's not going to work. Um, I love, well, I love reading, but I loved uh, an author called Dick Francis. And he wrote a, in one of his books, it was Longshot. And his main character was a survival author. So he would, he would do these survival books on how to like uh, survive different situations out in the wilderness and hunting or um, I don't know, just different things. But his main point, and I have remembered this my whole tried to remember this and apply it my whole life he said the key to success in any situation is to accept what has happened for instance if you're out in the wilderness and you break your leg and you panic and you're like oh my goodness why did this happen how did this happen i was just walking what this isn't fair well pretty soon you bleed out and you die right but if you say um, oh my goodness, I have broken my leg and I've got to make a splint. I've got to stop the bleeding. Then we are handling the, the, the emergency situation. And I think this is true in life. You know, oh my goodness, this event has occurred and now how are we going to handle it? And um, so um, I think that, that certainly will help us uh, be adaptable because the, you know, life doesn't know doesn't know our plan. Certainly didn't know your plan in March, did it? And um, our kids don't always know our plan, and things are always going to happen that that change it, and we, we've got to be ready to adapt and make those changes. So let's put aside all of our measuring. No more comparisons or qualifier. Let's look inside ourselves and draw on our own superpowers. Decide what is important to us and to our family, and then start moving up. Remember, accept help when needed, offer help when you can, and always keep an eye on the big picture and focus on what you have accomplished. That's it for today. Thank you for listening. And as always, you can find my podcast on webtalkradio.net or my website, onemomtoanother.com. My book, One Mom to Another, is available on Amazon. For myself and Stephanie, have a great day. And remember, you are doing better than you think. I need some home.